Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah! Get it! Ah, Always love starting with some Clapton, mainly because that was the first song that popped into my mind that had Sheriff in the title. But you know what? It works. It's a jam. And we're here. It's the second episode of the official Second Chance After Buzz. I'm Ty Matthews, your host. Joining me, as always, my very lovely, talented co-host. Hey, I'm Jamie Banks, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JamieBanks underscore. You sure can. What did you think of tonight's episode, Jamie? I thought it was good. There was a lot of great action scenes and a lot of funny moments, too. I think overall it was really great. Absolutely. We're really getting into the meat of what makes Second Chance. Uh, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you guys, if you're loving what we're doing, just like we love what you're doing out there on the internet, we implore you. We request, we would even love for you to, to go on to iTunes, to, to rate, download, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, all that stuff. It genuinely really, really helps a lot. But more than anything, we just want to hear what you think. If you love Second Chance the way we do, we just want to hear what your thoughts are. And that'll give us some material to, you know, just, you know, shoot the S, you know, kind of chit chat about this brand new Fox show. Yeah, definitely tweet us. I love to hear what you think. And, I'm sure you have some opinions we haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. Now to recap, to recap, basically last week was the series premiere. We got a whole lot of exposition, exposition rather. Uh, the basic gist of it, let me see if I can condense this into a TLDR version. TLDR version, <laughs> basically, uh, we got Jimmy Pritchard. He's a 75-year-old uh, disgraced former sheriff. He gets killed, brought back to life by a set of twins that run a $10 billion social media conglomerate. One of them is dying of cancer. They use Jimmy's blood to try and cure that cancer. Meanwhile, Jimmy in his newer, younger, faster body tries to rekindle his relationship with his son who doesn't know he's his son. I think you summed it up pretty well. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's kind of the the basic, the meat and potatoes of it. So we start out episode two. Jimmy wakes up. We see we see the return of Philip Baker Hall, which is always welcome. We see old Jimmy talking to new Jimmy in a dream sequence. He kind of explains the sitch to him, explain that he's one in ten million. That he's got this rare genetic variation that's basically made him a prime candidate for resurrection, as it were. Meanwhile, we see that uh, there there are two uh, escaped convicts. You know they've 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 broken out. There's a big storm going. They've bro- they've broken out. We find out at the FBI headquarters or at, at the, the Seattle PD rather that these two are doing life for attempted murder and they've rechristened themselves reborn in blood. Now this is you know we got some some heavy stuff right off the bat. I I thought that you know. It was going to be a little bit more kind of a long-term story looking at Jimmy and Duvall, but it looks like there's going to be sort of a serialized element where there's kind of new, uh, new, you know, crimes every week. What do we think about that? Yeah, I agree. Right away, I was creeped out by them. I thought that they were like really scary people and that was a new twist that mm-hmm. they were 
just these violent criminals that he's going to have to capture. So sure. That was a good twist. Absolutely. But if anyone's going to catch him, it's going to be the GD sheriff, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got Otto and Mary. They're looking at the numbers and they find out that Mary's no, doing no better after her treatments. That soon the cancer, her cancer is going to spread to her lymph nodes. And she, if nothing happens, if nothing uh, improves, she's going to be gone by the end of the year. But there's something that Otto didn't count on. And it's that the do- their donor... Our Jimmy Pritchard is growing even stronger. We see him lifting crazy weight. I mean, just like just benching like it's nothing. Just just plates, plates all day. Yep, Mary plates loves it too. Exactly. Oh, Mary loves it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. This means plates all day, guys. Plates all day. Let's get a trend in. Um, but we see, we find out that he is six times. Uh, an elite elite athlete, basically. He's basically, I'm dating myself here, he's basically the $6 million man. He's a $6 million man. Do you know the $6 million man? No. $6 million man. Sorry. Oh, this is, you are <laughs> I'm killing dating myself me, too. Jamie. Uh, $6 million man, long story short, show from the 70s about a guy named Steve Austin, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, but a guy named Stone, uh, Steve Austin got brought back. He was made uh, like a bionic man. He was, the, the whole tagline was uh, better, stronger, faster, or something like mm-hmm. that. And I feel like there's a lot of the $6 million man in Second Chance. A lot of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. a lot of $6 million man. As you said before we went live, a lot of kind of superhero elements. Yeah, definitely. I didn't think he was going to be like a superhero, but it seems like he has these superpowers. He's rescuing people. He's catching the bad guys. He's definitely a superhero. Sure. And I think, and it's interesting that you said that. I think, I think he's his methods kind of make him an anti-hero, so, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, he yep. he loves being the sheriff, and we we find out uh, through the first episode and through this episode that the sheriff basically means you know kind of playing fast and loose with the rules, doing whatever it takes to catch the bad guys. You know, he's he's a vigilante in in that sense. So there's a little bit of Batman, yeah, maybe definitely. Um, but uh, so we find out he's six times an elite athlete, just crazy strong crazy fast Otto is convinced that his blood is the cure that's what's gonna save Mary um and that whole scene was interesting because he said it's so matter of fact like not even like oh she's gonna get saved he was just like yes and that will save her exactly period. exactly and it's so interesting it it really speaks to Adair Kalyan's uh, performance that that I think Otto is that kind of person where even if it's the one thing that he cares most about in the world, he cares more about his sister than anything else on the planet. He still kind of has to has to treat it in that almost sort of clinical way. Yeah. And so it's a very sort of nuanced performance that I'm Definitely. really, really getting into. Uh, we find out that the two uh, escape convicts from before are Leo Stacks and Edward Hume. Edward Hume. Um, and, and, you know, we find out a little bit more about them and about kind of what they did, how they escaped during a riot, things like that. Uh, then we cut to Jimmy and Mary and, and Jimmy, now that he knows how valuable his blood is, he starts negotiating a little. You know, he he calls uh, Arthur Alfred, which I thought was may may or may not have been an intentional nod to Batman. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Arthur politely mm. corrects him. But he, you know, Otto and Mary want to keep him confined to that house because they don't know mm-hmm. what could happen. But he wants to go out and he wants to catch these killers. He wants to keep being the sheriff. Yeah. You know, these are these, his body is this brand new tool that's at his disposal. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to use that. He wants to keep being the sheriff. And so he, he uses his own blood as almost like a leverage, leveraging chip. I think it's awesome, though, because he really does want to help people. Besides, he has 
all these flaws, but you can tell he really wants to save everyone and he really wants to lock up all the bad guys. Right, 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 right. So we find out that basically when Mary and Otto brought him back to life, that sort of power surge caused a huge power outage, which in turn caused a huge riot at Pine Creek State Penitentiary. Uh, which led to not just these two killers, but a third uh, breaking out of prison. The cops catch the third, and and Jimmy knows that. He knows that he's in the hospital, so he kind of convinces Mary to let him use Looking Glass, let him, you know, mm-hmm. use this giant, all-powerful... I said it last week, it's basically Skynet. It can mm-hmm. see everything. It's Big Brother. It's Skynet. It's whatever you want to call it. It's omnipotent. And so I think we, you know, we, we would, we talked about it a little before we went live. It makes it make things a little bit convenient in this universe, but we'll get to those. Um, he goes to the hospital. He, he convinces the guard with the help of looking glass that he's from the prisoner's rights commission. He's a guy named Steven Decker. And, you know, and it's, it's funny. I love these little one liners and I'm convinced that the sheriff exists largely so that Jimmy can, you know, spout out these one liners. <laughs> and he tells the guard who happened to work under him in, in a past life. He tells him, you know, I'm just here to make sure the prisoner get what gets what he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I, it's those lines. They're ridiculous, but they're why I love love the show so far. Yeah, it was also interesting because he was asking the share or um, the guy at the hospital mm-hmm. what he thought of Jimmy Pritchard. Right. And it was kind of like, oh, so what did you think of me? And it's weird because it seems like he really cares about people's opinions of him right. and he wants to see how they thought of him. Right. And I'm wondering if that's going to start to sort of get, give him away. Because, yeah. I mean, we're only two episodes in, but we've seen, we saw last week when he was talking to Bettina at the party when he first, you know, got this new body. We see it now with the guard at the hospital. He really, really, like, he keeps kind of pushing like, so, yeah. uh, that Jimmy Pritchard guy. And He's pretty cool, right? It's weird because in normal life, you would never be like, oh, so you know this random person. <laughs> right, right. Let's talk about them. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like you, and it's, there, there are a lot of, of notes that kind of uh, are hit on the nose as far as like, oh yeah, he worked under me, under Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like people are going to get wise to that before too long. <laughs> um, but, so uh, Jimmy finds this this third guy all strung up in the hospital and administers his own form of justice. Mm-hmm. He tells him, look, I don't even know how strong I am. So I'm damn sure you don't want to know. Which was also weird because it's like, oh, I'm a superhuman kind of. Like, I wonder what the criminal thought at that moment. Right, right, right. What would, I mean, like, yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that. But what would he tell the next person that came in? Yeah. Like, pretty sure, like, one of the X-Men just came in and, like, tortured me and <laughs> yeah. give up information. Um but I thought that was fun. I th- maybe he buys a little bit of silence with mm-hmm. some more added pressure. Yeah. Um, also, that scene was interesting because it made me think: um, when Jimmy was a sheriff, do you think he used illegal force? Because it seems like he's willing to do whatever it takes. Well, and that was see that was one of the interesting questions that I had thought about last week is because we know that he had to resign. We know that he's charged with these things like witness intimidation and mm-hmm. evidence tampering and things like that. What I'm wondering is, did those things actually happen? Did mm-hmm. maybe he get framed? Did they happen, but they're justified? Things like that. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Do you think it was justified? Do you think know. it's on the up and up? I kind of think he might have known somebody was a criminal and for sure knew 
knew that they murdered someone but had uh, no way to prove it. Sure. And so he just planted evidence. Right. I'm sure he didn't set up anyone innocent. So sure. I think it was something like he was 100% sure and really just wanted to get them behind bars. Of course, yeah. The means, the, the ends justify the means. He's operating yeah. outside the law, as it were. Yeah. Um, but that's, but you know, in, in the world of, of Gotham City and the world of Batman, that's the problem that people have with Batman is that police work should be left to the police, True. you know? So mm-hmm. there's, there's this sort of theme of, uh, is vigilantism, you know, right if it, if it leads to the right person being caught, hmm. things like that. So they're interesting. We got a lot of interesting, um, a lot of interesting food for thought. Uh, we find out that this third guy that's strung up in the hospital, he wasn't planning on escaping, but when an opportunity presents itself, you're not just going to sit there and look at the open okay. door. I you thought know? that was also interesting because I'm watching Prison Break right now on Netflix. Okay. So I was like, this is very similar, but totally different because these are all bad guys that sure. you don't like. Sure. And what was interesting is that he says, it was like God was telling me to go. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can't shoot a man for listening to God. And it's it's so interesting, the presence of God in this show and we get we got a lot of it last week we got a lot of it this week people either either using god to to justify their own means or mm-hmm. you know acting in spite of god the way yeah. that Otto and mary might have um very very interesting combined things. with science like all exactly these scientific themes sure sure definitely and i like and it's exactly with you know we we talked about the show originally being called frankenstein and so mm-hmm. it's interesting seeing the prevalence of science and the prevalence of of um god at least a name in the show so far mm-hmm. um so he finds out through his interrogation tactics that Stax and hume are heading to a guy by the name of luther vernick who's a big guns runner you know he's been arrested multiple times for illegal uh firearms things like that and uh and jimmy plans on tracking him down obviously things aren't quite that easy because right as soon as the elevators are about to close duval walks up and Duval mm-hmm. finds him. And Duval, the last time he saw him was on that bridge when he demanded to know what the relationship was. Right. And Jimmy just conveniently kind of booked it. Yeah. And so now Duval gives chase. He's chasing him through this hospital. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jimmy, there's a really, really awesome scene that I think we both enjoyed where Jimmy's in the elevator and he's talking to a guy that, you know, a doctor just told him that he was eating too much red meat for 70 years. <laughs> Jimmy says, that's exactly what he told me. Yeah. And it's those, it's, I love those, those, uh, moments because, you know, we obviously we see a lot of, of superhero in the show. We see a lot of different kinds of elements, but we see elements of like uh, body swapping movies like, mm-hmm. you know, like Freaky Friday and the change up and things like that. So that provides for a little bit more levity. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you, yeah, what do you think of, of Jimmy's sense of humor, the use of... I think it's really funny yeah. and entertaining, especially mm. when there are scenes that are filled with action and more serious. It's mm. just like a lighthearted joke here and there that really makes me laugh. And exactly, I think, yeah. I think it's really well done. We gotta break things up, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, we, we find Mary with Alexa, and Alexa is just a ball of nerves, Every show, because she, as far as she knows, Mary isn't getting any sort of treatment for her cancers. So Alexa just thinks she's allowing herself to die. Um, but that's just a little sort of kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. You would think that Alexa would sort of catch on something is happening here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Mary would be like, I have a plan, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Right, or something right, right. like that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that speaks to how guarded Mary is usually. Yeah. Maybe Alexa's used to not getting the whole story. So maybe she all, all she knows is that Mary is sick. And that's only because she has to schedule her calls with her oncologist, right. who she hasn't been talking to. Um, So... 
we find out, and this and this is all happening before the first commercial break, guys. There's a lot to unpack in this <laughs> show. Um, Jimmy finds Luther, uh, but he finds Luther's place as soon as the cops do. And the cops seem to think that Jimmy is Luther. Now, I talked a little bit about Looking Glass being this sort of deus ex machina before the show. Otto, uh, you know, Mary kind of puts Otto on the case to sort of save Jimmy. Otto... Mm-hmm hacks the tasers mm-hmm. of the cops <laughs> to electrocute them and give Jimmy the yeah. chance to escape uh, where he probably gets hit by a car. That was kind of cool. And do we, what, him getting hit by the car or the taser oh, thing? the first part. The, first- <laughs> <laughs> the tasering. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do we think? Do we think things are 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 being made a little bit too convenient by looking glass? I think the tasering was okay. Okay. I think later in the episode like the tablet we'll get into that later sure, I think sure. that was a little bit unbelievable for me so uh, some of it I'm buying and some of it I'm like mm, I don't know sure yeah definitely yeah. it's interesting I mean on on the other hand it does make me fascinated to see just how far looking glass reaches right like if I mean what are the in the world of the show what do the American public think about looking mm-hmm. glass you know but I mean, it could happen in the future. Like, oh, absolutely, a huge company could have that much power and th- that many resources. So sure. I guess it's not too crazy to think about if you think about it in the future. Exactly, and it's not. And and what makes me what makes me think about that aspect of it is that people are already worried that Facebook has too much, right. you know, access to our. And maybe like the CIA. Who knows? They could right. be doing something like that. Right. We don't really know. And so it makes me think. If Looking Glass existed, there would be there would be protests every day on every street corner, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you know they're very cleverly hiding just how much power it has. Maybe, yeah. Um, do we think it it's all just to find a cure for Mary's cancer? Um, I don't know. I mm. think maybe they had other reasons too, like for the good of the people. Sure, they, sure. Maybe they see having that much power they can conveniently help people too. I don't right. know. If Almost that's like a little have, have, have you seen Person of Interest? Uh yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just yeah, like Person sort of, of Interest. Like that. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just to help Mary. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Uh so we're finally at the at the first act <laughs> break. Um now what's what's interesting is that when we we come back to Otto and Mary, Otto he mentions that he that Jimmy is ours. He he kind of claims this sort of ownership. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like, you know, going back to God, does Otto sort of have this God complex over Jimmy? Hmm. I think he looks at Jimmy as his creation. Mm-hmm. Like he's the scientist and Jimmy is just this body that they created and not a human. Sure. And so I think he has ownership in that way. And he looks at Jimmy as the person who's going to say or the thing that's going to save Mary. And that's all he looks at him as. Right, right, right. And that's with the parallels to, to Frankenstein. Obviously, Frankenstein's monster ended up turning on on Victor Frankenstein. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> it's um, been out, out for a few years. It's, you know, it's it's kind of it's a little bit. Uh, so, you know, obviously the monster turned on his creator. Are we going to see a confrontation between Otto and Jimmy? I could definitely see that coming. Um, I think there's already tension there. Sure. So I could see Jimmy in the future wanting to do something like wanting to go out and save people. And Otto says, no, stay in the house. And then they get in a fight. Right. Something like that. Right, right, right. We could see that. I feel like if they do fight, if they do come to blows, it's going to be over Mary. You know, Mm -hmm. Otto, Otto feels so threatened 
by by Jimmy, both physically and in terms of, you know, if there does develop this sort of, you know, bond between Marion and Jimmy, as there obviously will. Yeah. Otto, he doesn't want to lose his sister. Right. He doesn't want to lose the cancer, he but he definitely... very, very overprotective. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. To the point of bringing someone back from the dead yeah. to save his sister. True. True. Um, so it's interesting. I, you know, I, I wrote here, it's seeing Otto's God complex is, is an interesting, um, kind of flip side to what, what seems like Mary's martyr complex. Hmm. You know, she feels like because them bringing Jimmy back allowed these killers to, to escape and to kill more people that they're responsible for that. And they need to catch these killers or mm-hmm. they at least need to help Jimmy catch these yeah, killers. I think she says it's not just us anymore. And I feel like what she meant by that was there are other people that have been killed. There are other people involved in this and we need him to like do something about it. Yeah, definitely. So we find that Stax and Hume killed Luther and took all of his guns. So now not only are these two killers on the loose, not only is reborn in blood on the loose, but now they are armed to the teeth. So they are bringing a huge, huge threat to the people in the city, to the people of Seattle. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Duval running the plates on on uh, the Goodwin twins' father's car, which is now Jimmy's car, finding that it's registered to Looking Glass. So that kind of gives Duval and Mary a, a reason to interact. Finally, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we knew that they would, but I don't think I I thought that they would this soon. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I realized that he looked into the license plate, so mm. that seemed like a logical next step. Right. But I think he knows Mary's involved somehow, but has no idea how. Right, right, right. Do we think that Mary and Otto either would have or should have changed the, the license plate? or That would have been a little bit smarter. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like having, huh. this, having this guy that's been brought back to life, driving around a car that's registered to the company... I'm not sure if that was the sharpest True. move. Yeah. That's a good um, point. But what's interesting is that when he when he goes and meets with Mary, he wants all of this information about whoever was driving that car, about that car, and he mm-hmm. wants it without a warrant. Mm-hmm. Do we think that in Jimmy's absence, Duval is sort of becoming his father? Um, I don't think so. No? Just because I think he would never go to the lengths that his father went to. Not yet, anyway. He's so against it, and I feel like when he was a child, mm. he or maybe a teenager, he always saw what his father was doing and seemed so against it that I don't think he would ever just completely flip like that. Right, right, But right. I guess if it was to figure out the truth with Jimmy, because he knows there's something going on, maybe he would. That is an interesting Right, question. right, right. When it's when it's kind of his family at stake and and yeah. and facts about his family on, on the line, yeah. I think he's maybe willing to play a little bit loose. Maybe not as loose as Jimmy would. Yeah. But, you know, maybe demand information without a warrant. But Mary, I mean, she was right on top of it saying, you know what? I don't have to tell you this. Well, he, at first he was just asking. Right. So right. I feel like he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, um, so, so then after that, you know, Jimmy, uh, he's, he's talking to, to Mary and he says that if Duval ends up going to jail because of what happened on that bridge, mm-hmm. he's going to expose everything. So mm-hmm. they, now they have sort of a stake in protecting him and making sure that he doesn't get, you know, get caught or get busted or get, get, um, sent to jail. Right. Uh, they need him to save Mary. Right, right, exactly. Meanwhile, the you know the Seattle PD is looking for Jimmy. They have no clue who he is. Mm-hmm. They don't know where Duval is. Um, it turns out Duval has gone to his sister to Helen. Tells her, "Look, I've done something I shouldn't have. You need to take care of Gracie." 
Jimmy arrives on the scene. Duval pulls a gun on him and he says the words that we both gasped at. What, are you going to shoot your own brother? Yeah. Say <laughs> what? So we find out that Jimmy, his end game is, you know, obviously he's not going to tell Duval who exactly he is, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. But he's going to, you know, play the family card Definitely. to an extent. Mm-hmm. So he tells him that, that he's his half-brother. Um, and that's within the realm of possibility because we found out last week that Jimmy was a bit of a womanizer in his past life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could have been the waitress from Coco's, as yeah. Duval says, could have <laughs> been anyone. Uh, but he's got a million questions. But, you know, it's it's enough to sort of soften up uh, Duval and realize that they need to team up to take down Stax and Hume. Um, and we get a, we get this almost, the, you know, this this little moment where... Uh, Helen says, you know, he's got a little bit of a cowboy vibe. Mm-hmm. And then Gracie, Gracie says, no, he's the sheriff. He's a little bit I more, of a, a little bit more of a sheriff vibe. <laughs> yeah. Hits it right on the nose. Yeah. Uh, now what I'm wondering is that this story posits that, that um, Duval has had a half brother this whole time. Mm-hmm. Do we think that that might make him resent Jimmy even more? Sort of. I think especially when he sees how similar he is to his father, or mm-hmm. he thinks it's his half-brother is similar to his father, he's like, oh, did they have a closer relationship than I did? And so there's definitely some resentment there. Sure. And the fact Jealousy, that he... Almost. Yeah. The yeah. fact that he, he never even knew about this brother until just this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's just throwing gasoline on the fire. That is their contentious relationship. Uh, we come back, we find out that the cops think that Jimmy is the one that kill- not only killed Luther and took his guns, but also beat up those cops on that bridge. Um, so, you know, they're, they're looking for him in full force. Uh, Duval is, he's not only confused by the presence of this half brother, but he's, he seems to be a little bit miffed that he, Jimmy gave him his name even. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, he says he's, yeah. he's James or he something. He could have thought of something else to say besides James, but <laughs> right, exactly. I think it just came to his mind first. I'm Jimmy Jr. <laughs> it's no big deal. Don't worry too much about it. Yeah. Um, and they, they share this, this, uh, this memory from their childhood of, of Jimmy taking Duval to Pengs as a kid to do his homework. That was the moment I thought he could definitely be jealous of who he thinks is his half brother right, and right, his right. relationship with the father. Right, because we're getting all these revelations that we know, you know, through Jimmy being his father, but he just thinks that, oh, he had a favorite son. Right, he favorite had a, son that yeah. he was off visiting. Right, right, right. Uh, we find out that, that Jimmy used to go to Pengs uh, constantly because Peng was the one that ran Chinatown. So they kind of had an agreement that would keep the streets safe. Once again, an example of Jimmy kind of working outside the confines of the law, but they had this agreement and Jimmy, all he cares about is just his, his city, the way he calls it, staying safe. Um, which is once again, an, another point of contention between him and Duval. Yes. Because Duval doesn't want to want anything to do with this seedy underbelly mm-hmm. of Seattle. Um, but we find out that Peng died 10 years ago, left the place to his daughter, Emma, who is it forever in debt to, you know, whoever is the offspring of Jimmy, because Jimmy never gave up uh, her. I think it was her grandfather. Um, but as grateful as she is, she's not going to help them track down these killers because it would be bad for business. <laughs> um, and she says, you know what? You're not Sheriff Pritchard. So that debt isn't to you. 
And it's just, it's, it's these things that yeah. keep hitting it on the nose. If um, only he could say, yes, I am. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we, we see Jimmy take Emma aside and he tells her something. Now we see later that he tells Duvall what he said is, look, my son's in the FBI. He's going to help, you know, watch your back. Do we think that's really what he said? I don't know. Either that or he could have brought up a memory right. saying that's something what I was wondering. like that he knew would get her to say yes. Sure. Some secret. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my first thought was like, hang on. If he tells her the truth of this situation, that's going to be a long conversation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he... He kind of uses Duval as, once again, as this bargaining chip, really showing his powers of negotiation throughout this episode. Um, and then a little boy comes out, meets the two of them, gives him a paper. We find out that three passports were, requ- were requested from this infamous forger. It's not only the two killers, but it's also a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, they need a, a passport for some little girl. So now there's even more stakes. There's even more on the line. Mm-hmm. Cut to this little girl. Her mom is frantically packing. Little girl doesn't want to go. They're worried that, you know, their dad, who's clearly either stacked or Hume, will come after them. And speak of the devil, he busts right in and grabs uh, grabs the woman from behind. Um, meanwhile, they, uh, you know, the, the cops are running restraining orders. Uh, Duval's running restraining orders. He's not finding any relationships for either of the of the men to try and find out, you know, what can, sort of connection this little girl has. It seemed like it was just, like, a lover, a girlfriend, not an official. Right, 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 right. But then Jimmy, being having 75 years of experience under his belt, realizes, oh, check restraining orders. Mm-hmm. And we find out, boom, that's the key. Stax has four restraining orders by the same woman. They use that to find the address. But Duval, he decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands, cuffs Jimmy to the van, and says, you know what, you're going to stay in this alley till I figure things out. Um, and then we cut back to, you know, Stax and Hume. They're, they're holding, um, the woman and the little girl hostage. Hume, we find out, is called the minister, which is interesting, which we'll, we'll, you know, we'll find out once again more of the presence of God mm-hmm. in this show. Um, and, and we find out that Stax's plan is to marry this woman. He broke out with this minister so that he can marry them, finds a Bible. He's going to marry her, much to her chagrin. Uh, and then we find out that after the, after the deed is done, after they've been married, cause he wants his little girl to take his name, you yeah. know, after they got away from him, the, you know, little, the little girl, Lisa, she, she took her mom's name. And so he wants to remarry Beth and have her take his name. It seems like he really does love the woman in a weird, sick way. In a very, very twisted way. He wants way. the daughter. He just, you know, he's clearly a criminal that doesn't have it all together. Right, either, right, right. But... So after, after that's done, uh, they, you know, so the SWAT team arrives with Duval. They find Beth all tied up. Stax took Lisa, and we find out once again conveniently. Oh, Looking Glass gave a tablet to every every student in the city. This was the moment that made me laugh. <laughs> we <laughs> can just we can just track Lisa that way. Um, meanwhile, the cops arrive at Pang's looking for Jimmy, um, but Emma has right away helped him out he tries to test his powers by running through three feet of bricks we find out finally that there's some limits to his powers <laughs> he's not just c- a complete mutant yes. x-man <laughs> um but he you know he goes through the alternate door in the freezer cops find the broken handcuffs but no sign of jimmy uh duval took his phone but of course, it's wiped clean. Also, I don't, I'm not sure what would be on his phone anyway. I gotta know if mm. Jimmy's taking selfies all I think, around town. I think they meant the tracking on his phone. 
like it looked like it was the text, but I think they said that they were able th- to track him. I see. Because I thought when I thought when Duval had handcuffed him, he also stole his phone oh, to okay. try and sort of uh, oh. track it. But you okay. you might be right. I don't know. Um, so the cops are tailing Mary. We find out Jimmy, without his phone, oh, that's why, he, without his phone, he has no timer. So he doesn't know when his body is going to start shutting down. Right. Um, but Mary, she says she has to go after Jimmy. And Otto knows better. He says, no, you want to go after him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we find out Otto was watching their conversation again, which I feel like is going to be, it's going to be a recurring <laughs> theme as Otto just kind of hanging out and watching. Um but uh, through that tablet, they find the address. They find the building where Stax and Hume have taken Lisa. Jimmy uh, barges in, um, and and uh, or actually no, J- Jimmy hasn't found the the building just yet. Mm-hmm. Hume smashes the tablet. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We have no idea how to track Lisa at this point. There's no convenient device for them to find her through. Um, but eventually, you know, Jimmy tracks down the address. He finds this building. And he he pulls guys. If you've played Arkham Asylum or Arkham Knight, Jimmy straight up pulls a Batman because he starts scratching on the wall to distract the, the minister to distract Hume, mm-hmm. and then punches right through it, knocks him right the hell out, <laughs> and takes his gun, which I thought was awesome. That Just was pretty cool. More of the sheriff yeah. in action. Um, those walls were awfully thin, though. They were. Like, <laughs> also, those... you wouldn't be able to hear a scratch, right? If it was thicker. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. Who knows? A lot of, lot of fishy stuff happening, but it's hilarious and it's, it's a good time. Um, and, um, let's see. There's, there's so much we, Jimmy finally faces off with stacks. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of the pivotal moment. And, you know, we, he, he touches on these, these themes that apply to the whole show. Stacks says, when I escaped, I got myself reborn. And he asked Jimmy, you think that's possible? He says, yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, it's so interesting that, that idea of, is it possible? Is it really mm-hmm. possible to kind of be reborn? If Jimmy was this, you know, dirty cop that didn't care about his family, can he be reborn? Physically. I don't know about mentally. Right. Right. Definitely. I mean, it's all, it's always going to be the same Jimmy in his head, you know, right. and so it's, um, that idea of of if rebirth can actually happen is a fascinating mm-hmm. idea, but um, once again, Looking Glass comes to the rescue. Otto hits a button at just the right moment, right as Stax pulls a gun on on Jimmy. Mm-hmm. A mechanical arm swings by, distracts him, and in in mid sentence, in mid uh, di- in mid monologue, rather, Jimmy just punches him right in the mouth. Says, "You talk too much," mm-hmm. just like once again. More of the sheriff kicking ass, taking names, quite literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Looking Glass is making things so convenient for him. We've got to see eventually. It's got to either be shut down or mm-hmm. be taken over, be infiltrated. Yeah. Something, you know. That's a good point. It's getting a little too easy for them. Right. 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 But it does make sense because Mary didn't even have a gun when she's going into this building. So right. they need that protection. Otherwise it's just Jimmy who has the skills. Exactly. Yeah. So Jimmy takes out stacks. We find out when, once Hume wakes up from his wall knocking out, he wakes up with a knife and Duval's right there with a gun in his face. And we see Duval and Jimmy teaming up guys that tenacious defense. That's effing teamwork. 
<laughs> what do we think of, of Duval and Jimmy as a team? As I tag think team? it would be a good team if they could figure things out personality-wise because right. they have the skills that would make it a great team. Father-son right. team. They don't know it, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so finally, we wrap things up with, you know, we we see a conversation between Mary and Jimmy. And she she see, she says he doesn't seem like a Jimmy. She wants to call him James. Do we think he, we, she's trying to kind of reshape him in the image that she wants? Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of that line. Mm-hmm. But maybe that does make sense. Like, trying to make him a little bit better. Right. That was right after the conversation when he said that he wasn't sure if he was the right kind of man for this experiment. Right, right, right. He's he said you know, he asked her, "Are you worried about who you brought back?" Right. And I'm thinking, I don't I don't think so, cuz I think there's literally no chance that Jimmy won't do the right thing. So I don't think Mary has anything to worry about. I think if 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 she's worried about anything, it's that Jimmy's going to go too far in trying to to save a crime. He's going to die, and if he dies, Mary dies. That they're is- they're intrinsically linked. True. But maybe they can save his blood or something just as a backup. I was going to say, why aren't they just stockpiling his blood? Why aren't they yeah. just like, why isn't there just a whole freezer? Just like like that old Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, guys. You know what I'm talking about. Huge walk-in freezer full of blood. Did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. You were the, Sorry. You were yes. <laughs> we'll pretend. The worst. <laughs> um, so after after we get that, that conversation between uh, Mary and Jimmy... We see uh, Jimmy and Duval interact at Pangs, and we get what's basically going to be the engine for the series going forward. Jimmy says in so many words, you know, there's a city just full of crimes that's waiting to be solved. We could Mm -hmm. team up. We could do this. You know, brothers. I think he wants to help people, so Jimmy likes this idea, but also I think he'd love to spend more time with his son, too. Right. Especially after dying and realizing that that could all be lost. Right, right, right. And that was another thing that I actually I had right here that I completely forgot about. After um, after Stax and Hume are, are, you know, taken care of, Jimmy has this moment where he picks up Lisa, and he, he, it almost seems like he's hesitant to it, but then he sort of embraces it. I mean, do we feel like this new Jimmy is realizing how important family is and how much he took that for granted before? Possibly, but I feel like he did have a really strong relationship with Gracie, as you can see. She that is true. absolutely adores him. That's very so true. So maybe he always loved the granddaughter, just never really had the connection with his son. Interesting. Okay, that's a very good point. Very good point. Uh, but, you know, they Jimmy wants to team up. Duval still a little bit skeptical. Um, you know, they they agree to think about it. But before... Duval leaves. He conveniently takes Jimmy's glass, you know, very carefully with his fingerprints on it. What do we think he's going to find you know, when he when he runs those prints? Nothing, because there's no trace to... Right. There's, do we think he, looking glass is powerful enough to just wipe those prints completely? Maybe, but I think wouldn't there be no fingerprints to link it to? Because he has a new body, so it's not the same as the original Jimmy's fingerprints. Oh, true. So, so, may, so maybe... It'll be someone just not in their system. But may, maybe he doesn't even have prints altogether. How fishy is that? How suspicious is that? Uh, if he maybe. just doesn't... If they're just smooth? Just smooth, <laughs> He just can't rip things? He, he probably has prints, but new prints that have never been seen before. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, and then he sees... The namesake of this episode, the name, I should have said this up top. Mm. The name of this episode is One More Notch because every time Jimmy put away someone new, Peng would cut one more notch into his bar. 
And and sure enough, Duval, right before we cut to black, he sees one freshly cut notch. That was awesome. Behind that bar. I'm sure he knows that it was Jimmy or who he thinks is half brother. Right. But I think he thinks he was doing it in his dad's name rather right. than his actual dad. But it was still super cool. And that was another thing. Yeah, that was something that I glossed over is that obviously Duval has no idea that Jimmy was even there at the scene with Stax and Hume. Jimmy's, yeah. Jimmy's just telling him information that he's conveniently reading from the paper. Right. Um, and not only that, we find out that Looking Glass is powerful enough to doctor that body cam footage from the cops and swap stick Stax out. Yeah, with Jimmy. like a Photoshop. But... They really, they got some, <laughs> some Photoshop skills. But, so Duval takes the class with the prince, sees one more notch. That wraps up episode two. So let's get into some predictions. And now, yes. Your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm never, that's never going to get old to me. Uh, so what do we think? You know, we touched on some of the, the predi- predictions that we've got. What do we think? Um, I, what do we think is going to happen with Looking Glass? Let's, let's, let's nar- glass. narrow it down to that. Do I, we think someone's going to maybe hack into it? Possibly. I think something will have to happen just to make the story inter- more interesting. Right. Because it's getting too easy. Right. Unless they just keep on going with the scene the whole season, which is also possible. Right, right, right. Do we think Looking Glass is even susceptible to hacking? It would probably be very hard. It'd be hard, be hard, but there's some there's some geniuses out there. Um, but why? Like, why would anyone hack it? Because it's so powerful. Oh. I think someone someone might find out on the sly just how omnipotent and how powerful mm. Looking Glass is. So they want that power in their hands. But as we said last week, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's how the world goes crazy, goes to hell. Uh, but. Here's my out there prediction because I feel like the prediction segment is where we we got to get Let's the wacky we got to get the wacky ones out. Do we think Otto is going to become the villain, like Ooh. the main villain? I didn't think about him. I'm, I'm talking the main. Villain. I'm talking like Black Hat, hmm. number one bad guy villain. He wants to re-kill Jimmy. Maybe if he gets so jealous, because I think Mary is going to continue to have this crush on Jimmy. Right. They're going to get closer. And he's going to get so jealous. But if you think about it, if Otto went against Jimmy, who's going to win? Jimmy. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. See, Otto versus Jimmy. Oh, my God. I just realized it. Otto versus Jimmy is Superman versus Batman. It, it would be Looking Glass versus Jimmy. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. See, Batman, he was a human. He was immortal. But he had Wayne Tech. He had all the gadgets. He had the brilliance. That's what Otto has. Mm. Whereas Jimmy, he may not have the the gadgets, but he's got the super strength. It's Batman versus Superman, guys. Otto versus Jimmy. Dawn of Justice. It's happening. That does sound like a good twist. Oh, (laughs) man. Otto. And and what if, do we think that, that Mary might be cured by the end of the season? I think so. Yeah? Either... Because if that happens, Otto, I mean, if he doesn't have that purpose of saving his sister's life, then what? Well, then what does he do? Well, maybe she won't be completely cured, but she'll be improving. So right. I, I think it'll be a continuous improvement for her. Sure. Well, guys, tweet us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think about Otto versus Jimmy as Batman versus Superman. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Jamie, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JamieBanks underscore, and I'd love to hear your opinion, so you should definitely tweet me. Absolutely, and as always, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA. You can find me all over the AfterBuzz Network, Monday Night Raw Mondays. 
Pitch Slap Tuesdays, Second Chance Wednesdays, The Magician starring this coming Thursday. I'm all over this place, guys. <laughs> but remember, download, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Come back. We're right here next week, 11 p.m. But until then, take a chance. Later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.